Hello and welcome to Doc to Me. My name is Heather. And I'm Kathleen and I'm not wasted. Yeah, you are. <laughs> and this week we are continuing Don't Pick Up the Phone on Netflix. I forgot. I know you again. did. God you did because it. you wanted to say pervert. pervert. Yes. Pervert. 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 happily and his fans that he calls pervverts. <laughs> pervverts. <laughs> So let's just jump right back into it because, man. But also, you should totally hit us up. Tell us what you want us to watch and we will review it. And, you know, if you want to donate a dollar or 50 cents, I think you could donate 50 cents. I don't know how PayPal works. But all the uh, socials and email address, all that is in the show notes. But tell us how we're doing. Nicely. Yeah, I mean, even not nicely. If you want to say some mean shit You're to us. You're not the one who reads the emails. That's okay, because I get to read them by extension. So just, you know, hit us up. Tell us that you like us. Tell us that you want us to keep going, because we really need that, you know, affirmations and shit. Are we that sad? We are. We're fucking in our 30s. We need that. Okay. Um, I'm that sad. <laughs> like, Did you want to Please tell-, tell me that you like me. Did you want to tell your story about how? Yes. Okay. okay. So this story hits really close to home to me because when I was 19 and I was working retail at a little known, very well known beauty supply store in my little small town. Actually, I don't think it was a small town, but whatever. Um, So 19 and I'm working at this little store beauty supply and I, it's like late at night our shopping center was like completely dead. Like we were like literally the only store open at this hour. My coworker gets a phone call and she answers and she starts describing me and she just starts describing what I'm wearing and she wants to know the tag in the back of my pants and my shirt and all these other like little things. And I'm like, who are you on the phone with? What the fuck? I'm like, ni- I'm like, I'm like 19. And I'm just like, why, why are you talking about me? Why are you asking what my pants labels say? Like, what the fuck? And the girl that I worked with was like, oh, I'm on the phone with corporate. And they're asking about your outfit and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, that's super weird. I don't. And I'm like, she wanted to know, I think wanted to like my bra and stuff. It was just, it was really uncomfortable. And so I was like, I don't think so. I'm going to need you to hang up the phone and I'm just going to call corporate myself. And so we did. And corporate's, of course, like, we wouldn't call you like that and ask about your pants label. You we have a store there. Yeah, exactly, kind of thing. And so, which now, you know, talking about it just seems fucking silly because it's obviously not even close to on level with what these girls went through. Yeah. But at the same time, I felt incredibly violated because somebody knew what I looked like and somebody knew what I was wearing and my physical attributes and everything. And so, um, yeah, so I was just like, okay, obviously that's not something corporate would do. I at 19 even know that it's not a standard procedure to call your stores and ask what your employees are wearing (laughs) (laughs) so I you know I called corporate back and it wasn't them and so um I ended up going to the police and you know giving my statement and everything and of course they didn't do fucking anything about it but I was scared because I was 19 and I worked by myself most of the time and so um eight in the morning until about 1130 in the afternoon or morning or whatever I was by myself in this shopping center that literally had nothing in it but my store 
And so because I was by myself so much, my brother ended up coming with me to work for like a fucking week and a half, two weeks, and just sitting with me every day because I didn't feel safe. I was scared. And it obviously would have been around this time or just after this time. And so I obviously don't think it's the same person, but it was probably someone doing the same kind of shit, you know describe this person's body yeah. and I mean they weren't pretending to be a police officer but they were pretending to be someone obviously working with the company and it was just f- fucking creepy I felt like someone was watching me for months afterwards and having been sexually assaulted myself I just I see where they're coming from and yeah. I I don't know this I one think that's why this one makes us so angry because right. we've both Right. We've both experienced sexual assault. We've both been in a situation where we didn't think it was right, but we couldn't do anything to protect ourselves. And so I think that that's, and I didn't even mention this to my husband until I was talking about this episode. I was just, hey, I remember, and I, and I told my kids about it. I remember, you know, being this 19 year old girl who's like, why are you describing my body kind of thing? I, you know, remember having, you know, the older coworker who's just, oh, no, it's fine. And, you know, she was so desperate to do it because she wanted to be in management. And so she's, okay, I want to be the manager of this store. And if corporate's asking me to describe my young coworker's <laughs> body and boob size and all this other shit, fine, I'll just go ahead and do that because corporate's asking me and I want them to like me. And I just think it's so fucking... <sighs> I don't I don't know I just I like to think that I would have been able to protect myself but obviously you know so many of these girls couldn't and I was not obviously on their level but felt victimized myself yeah and again the police did nothing I literally gave went to the police and said someone is literally on the phone asking about me and I feel scared and no one did anything and so I had to have my older brother come and make me feel safe or whatever while I did my job kind of thing I don't know it's obviously not even the same thing not even close but you can understand how somebody Right, fall for this. I can see it happened in front of your eyes. It literally happened in front of my eyes. I can see how it would happen. I can see how someone would be gullible enough to be okay. You're in charge, so I'm going to believe you. But obviously, it wasn't on the same level. But it's still, no matter how much, you still feel victimized, and you still, even now, still thinking about it, I feel gross because I know that. You know, obviously it was some prank caller just fucking around, but I didn't know at the time as a 19-year-old girl that someone wasn't sitting out my store waiting to attack me or whatever. And so I just felt like I was stalked or something. Like I was just some like little prey kind of thing. And it was just, it was really fucking creepy. And every time I think of the story, I remember being 19 and alone because I was I was just alone at this store by myself trying to do my job but it was just fucking weird it was so weird and I'm glad I don't work retail anymore so (laughs) (laughs) because again they really don't fucking care about you no they really don't anyone above your manager they don't give a shit and 
these girls were victimized by their managers. And I just, I don't get it because if my manager had ever asked me to take my clothes off, it would have been like, are you fucking crazy? But I had grown up watching all these crime things. And so I was so much more attuned to protecting myself than these kids were. And I just, oh God, it makes me so angry. And I'm also highly inebriated because I have drank so much wine because I'm angry. And it is one in the morning. And it is one in the morning. (laughs) And I'm 35 years old. So this is well past my bedtime. (laughs) I always went to bed at eight. And then Andrew said you were coming over. I was like, all right, let's wake up. He told me you were expecting me, so. (laughs) Episode two, we go right back into another horror story. Statesboro, Georgia, 19-year-old Deborah is working at Taco Bell when, shockingly, her manager receives a call from a detective and calls her into the office. Same story as all the others. Customer complained about a purse being stolen by an employee at the restaurant. She is asked to strip and do jumping jacks because, quote, if she had the money on her, if she sweat, it would leave a green residue. What the fuck? Which is another thing I'm like, that's not a thing. <laughs> and a grown adult accepted this as fact and made this 19-year-old go through with this. Made her get naked, put her clothes in a safe, watched her two jumping jacks, and rubbed his hands over her body to check for green residue that we all know money leaves behind. That's not a Just thing. Just sit with that. It's not a thing. It is not a thing. And I can't believe, and when you read, they showed her journal entry or whatever, not an inch that he didn't touch kind of thing. This man touched this young girl all over her body because he thought he stole, she stole some money. It doesn't make any sense. All of his phone calls didn't work out. You know, sometimes he got people who were like, eh, we don't have time for this. Or "Mm, you can just send the police. Yeah. I don't blame any of these victims. At all. No, because they're children. They are young. young, And they are naive. And they're going to believe any authority figure. Just like any child is going to believe that the cops are on their side. They truly believe that not only will they lose their jobs that they desperately need, they could also be arrested. And that's scary when you're a child. Because they are children. I don't care. As a 35-year-old, when I look back at... 18, 19, 20-year-olds, I'm like, oh my God, they're fucking kids. They're stupid and they're naive and they're going to do anything that older people tell them to do. And it's the older people preying on the younger people and they are fucking monsters. And I don't care if you were stupid and you fell for a trick, you are a monster. They feel they have to go through with this because there's at least two people who the victims view as having authority telling them they need to right. do this their manager and the police and police maybe, in right quotes police because... in quotes because obviously it's not the police on the phone you know any other person who's more worldly well, would be like go ahead and send the cops because i, I didn't steal shit yeah i certainly blame the fucking managers at any time they could have said fuck you i'm not doing this to my employees you're the cop shouldn't you be down here doing this yourself i got a fucking place of business to run Where's my tax dollars going? (laughs) Exactly. This is not my job. (laughs) It is not my job. I was a customer service manager for years, and I couldn't even get through a 30-minute lunch without constantly having to stop eating to help an employee out. I can't imagine stepping away to deal with something like this because some of these calls are like two, three hours long. 
I was a store manager and I couldn't fucking imagine spending three hours strip searching a fucking employee for the police when I have a store to run. Yeah. Do you know how fucking I spent more than 40 hours a week running my store. I couldn't imagine being so busy for an entire day. Like, God, I had some days where I had to go into my days off and I would have to bring my toddler into the back room. I couldn't imagine just spending hours focused on something the police were supposed to be handling. It is your job. My options are to strip search my employee or you come in and do it yourself. I'm going to say fucking come and do it yourself. Because if it's that serious, and again, I'm going to say $50, fuck you, I'm not strip searching my employee over $50. What the fuck? I just, I just can't comprehend how these adults are falling for this. So finally, after a couple of hours, Deborah's manager figures out it was a hoax and hangs up the phone. He tosses her clothes back to her and then just left the office, not going to apologize or call the actual cops for her no which is what the fuck i had to go to the police department go over everything that had happened and i'm sitting there crying because i'm a 19 year old girl (laughs) who's freaked out i just if i had been naked during any of this i just couldn't even fathom i would have demanded so much from africa I would have been like, you owe me a month vacation after that because my mental well-being is just not right after. And it wasn't because even though I never even ended up naked, just knowing that someone was talking about me over the phone was scary enough. These girls are fucking so vulnerable. Being naked is your most vulnerable state. Yeah. Having someone touch you that you don't want. Right. Some fucking 40-year-old dude when you're a 19, 18-year-old girl. That is so gross. Uh, It doesn't seem like many of the small town cops really did much with the cases or really do anything other than Buddy and Vic. Right, because they're just like, oh, it's a prank call. It's like a prank call that resulted in sexual assault. A prank call is... Is your refrigerator running? A prank call. <laughs> Go catch it. Fuck. Even even when I used to get the prank calls where someone would ask me about different lotions and they were clearly masturbating on the phone call. Prank call. Prank call. Because I'll call you even later, though, Dad. Even though, even though it was gross and I would hang up the phone, it wasn't. Also, your dad wouldn't do that. <laughs> call you later, Dad. Um right like those are prank calls because you can hang up you're not in a vulnerable and you're gonna state. laugh about that with your co-worker right you're gonna be like oh my god like i was clearly jerking off as he asked me about <laughs> lotions but it's just what it's a not weirdo. yeah that's right it's not a situation where you're vulnerable where you're naked in a back office you don't have any way to escape it kind of thing like, i don't want to add co-workers on facebook i'm certainly not gonna let them touch me no, I'm gonna let I'm not gonna let them see me naked. Like that is next level. <laughs> there are very few people I mean I say very few, but like I'm thirty-five, so there are some people who have seen me naked, but like I have volunteered doctors because you're a pure woman, correct? I'm very pure. Your husband was I'm a virgin. <laughs> I'm a virgin and I just have two immaculate conceptions. Um <laughs> But again, those are people that I've willingly let see me naked. They're not my manager. <laughs> my manager's never seen me naked because 
that's not something I want. You're not a cool employee. No, that's not. (laughs) That's not something I want in my business life. (laughs) Like, what? So, God, back to Deborah. Her life just ruined. Yeah, poor Deborah. She lost her scholarship at school, dropped out, and lost her job. You know the job where she was sexually assaulted by a manager? But whatever. I don't know how you... They should have given her millions. And I'm Keys to the so store. angry. I'm so angry. That that poor girl should have gotten tacos for life. <laughs> we go back to Buddy talking about working on the case and how all the cases they've gathered have all traced back to Panama City. Fucking Florida. So, so well, we're in Texas, so we're not that much... We're not better, but we're not Florida. We just don't have the sunshine law where all the weird news gets out. So with the video evidence of their suspect, Vic heads down to Florida to see if the police in Panama City can assist or even recognize this guy. The police don't recognize him, but they do recognize the pants he's wearing. It's part of a correction officer's pants. But of course. just makes total sense. He wants the respect and authority of a police officer, but isn't good enough. So he joins right. the next best thing. He wants to be a cop. And yes. so he's pretending to be a cop. Yes. Because he's he wants so to use that desperate. power to harass, harass young women through the phone. But that really has to narrow down your sp- suspect pool because how many correctional officers could there be living in this area? Apparently a lot because it's fucking Florida. <laughs> Again, we're in Texas. We're not better. We're a little better. (laughs) I mean, there's not a meme where you're like, Texas man. Which, have you done that? No. Uh, I think mine was like, man jerks off. I think mine was, Florida man jerks off in a library and then goes on a chase or something like that. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. Well, I mean, he lost all that weight from the semen. Now he can run faster. It's just science. We go back to Mount Washington and the aftermath of the other people involved with Louise's ordeal. Did they mention how Donna called off her engagement with Walter after she found out what he did to Louise? With good cause. (laughs) The man fucking sexually assaulted. I would be so... I I have been married for four... I've been married for 12 years. I've been married for 12 years. And if I found out that my husband at any point during our relationship had a 18-year-old girl perform oral sex on him, it would be over. Not only would it be over, I'd be taking our fucking kids. (laughs) The other manager who had witnessed some of the abuse was transferred to another McDonald's location. Walter pled guilty to sexual abuse, sexual misconduct, and unlawful imprisonment. Gotta stop you right there because mine was actually a Florida man suspected of smelling woman's feet at library. Ooh, that's better. (laughs) And then he leads the police on a scooter chase. (laughs) he agrees to a plea deal and was sentenced to five years in prison he deserved more yeah donna was not only fired from mcdonald's for violating corporate policies prohibiting both strip searches and for allowing a non-mcdonald's employee to enter the office (laughs) i remember that being a wall she entered an alford guilty plea to a single count of misdemeanor unlawful imprisonment and was given one year probation for international listeners, an Alfred plea is basically saying, I'm innocent, but I acknowledge that the evidence against me is enough that a judge or jury would find me guilty. Which she was. <laughs> yeah. Did you know the only states that don't allow an Alfred plea are Indiana, Michigan, and New Jersey? I did not know that. And then also, like, military courts, but... Oh, I guess New York would have been... Well, no, that wasn't... I was thinking of the 
the owl case oh peterson i thought that was one of the carolinas it was okay i was wrong i don't know i was thinking new york i don't either so yeah donna didn't even serve prison time which which fine whatever she lost her job her soon-to-be marriage and had her face plastered all over the news her life was ruined but when we find out what happens with her later fuck that oh okay so it gets worse oh so i hope that she gets something (sighs) shitty out of it i hope someone shits on her fucking (laughs) porch every day a mcdonald's burger next up is an interview with doctor she would just eat that she worked at mcdonald's i want someone to shit physical shit on her porch oh i thought they would get a mcdonald's burger shit in it. <laughs> okay wrap it back shit up sandwich. put it back put it on her porch i don't know why i touched my butt when i said shit sandwich <laughs> but shit sandwich next up is an interview with dr jerry Berger, who reminds us all about the milgram experiment if you're not aware, in 1961, Yale University psychologist psychologist Stanley Milgram wanted to study how far someone would go to follow an authority figure. He Pretty 40, fucking far. He had 40 men in the age range of 20 to 50 with varying varying occupations and levels of education. The participants were led to believe they were assisting in an unrelated experiment, like a memory experiment, in which they had to administer electric shots shocks to the learner the person who was supposed to memorize stuff the electric shocks were gradually increased to levels that would have been fatal if they had been actually real the participants couldn't see the learner who was actually an actor that would scream and cry out as if they were actually in pain a very high proportion of participants fully obeyed the instructions which each one going up to 300 volts which could be lethal and 65% going up to a full 450 volts. And I wondered, like, okay, but that was, like, in 61. Would that still work? Yes. <laughs> this experiment has been repeated over the years, most recently October 2011, on a segment called How Evil Are You? Hosted by Eli Roth on the Discovery Turns out Channel. a lot of people are fucking evil. And each time it was the same results. Even with different ones, they also added women into it. Did not change the results. I am so baffled because <laughs> I I have no problem saying no. <laughs> yes. And I think maybe it's just because we are I've a different breed. I've also been told I'm a pain in the ass and it had an insubordinate attitude. So maybe that's why I just don't. I also, I'm a bleeding heart. My husband tells me all the time I can't be such a baby when it comes to all the sadness in the world i'm also kind of lazy so if i don't want to do something i'm just not gonna do it (laughs) i i have i have such a hard time especially if it's an animal i just i can't know that there's someone in pain and so i don't i don't know that also i well that's not true because we were all pretty excited when trump said he had covid okay but that's different That's so much hope. Different. <laughs> the whole world was hopeful that he would die, okay? That's not the same thing, Heather. But I, I don't know. I just, maybe also because I always question authority and I have a hard time with just being, okay. Again, I was 19 and I was just like, who the fuck are you on the phone with? <laughs> <laughs> like, because I grew up watching fucking, you know, criminal minds and all these other things and i was just okay this isn't normal 
I don't know, maybe it's my the true crime in me. I would, eh, I don't feel so good about this. Um. Also, do you think Jerry Berger got his doctorate because he thought Dr. Jerry Berger was more distinguished than some dude named Jerry Berger? <laughs> because honestly, if I met someone named Jerry Berger, I'd go, oh yeah, that dude sells weed. But Dr. Jerry Berger? <laughs> he also sells weed. <laughs> he also sells weed. <laughs> but it's he- medical weed. <laughs> he Med- studies weed. <laughs> medicinal purposes that's what I'm say. it's not medical weed it's medicinal <laughs> weed <laughs> uh 2003 in rapid city south dakota which i don't consider a small town no i feel like if i've heard of it rapid city that's not a small town. uh yet there's another call alan same story talks about getting a phone call and thought he was doing the right thing and then it goes straight to randall Connolly. Alan's attorney. So you know Alan fucked up. Okay, so I am actually a little upset. I think I remember I texted you. They have the assaulters giving. Yes. Yes. So I am upset that the girl in this situation did not give to give her side of the story and Well, I'm sure she was offered and said no because also she was an assault survivor yes and alan new manager at hardy's god i love hardy's gets the call about one of his workers stealing someone's Didn't purse they do like an episode of undercover boss i think they did one at a checkers or a rallies oh maybe it was checkers but i don't remember hardy slash carl juniors i can't remember maybe it was maybe it was checkers um again the hours of telling the employee to strip down and perform jumping jacks no money is found so then alan is told to search again this time for drugs which makes no sense why he would have to search again did you just not do a search the first time you searched you find drugs you searched but you were only looking for money so if you so found you drugs you overlooked the drugs you overlooked the drugs oh, and it stupid. wasn't it wasn't a concern of yours because you were like i'm only looking for money <laughs> I didn't mind you know the I drugs. I did find ecstasy, but I don't remember where it was on her. Let me look again. How many places could it be? <laughs> there are only only so many places our orifices can find. So at about this time, Alan's assistant comes in and the whole search just ends. Not really sure what happened there with that. It's called guilty conscience. <laughs> Alan just goes home and the next day when he shows up at work, he comes into work the next day. He's arrested and charged with two counts of kidnapping and one count of second degree rape. His attorney says Alan is also a victim in this because when he was told to cover up the cameras that were in the office, he declined because he wanted it all documented. Quote, no criminal would want a documentation through video of his conduct, which is a total load of shit. Lots of criminals videotape <laughs> yes. their assaults so they can relish it later. And I also don't understand the whole, well, I was also a victim. When during the almost three hours, you would have choice to say, I'm not doing this. I don't feel comfortable with it. I don't want to lose my job. You're the police. Come down here and do this shit yourself. That's the whole thing. All you have to say is, I don't feel comfortable doing this. That's it. If you are not trying to sexually assault your coworkers or your employees, all you have to say is, I don't feel comfortable doing this. And that's it. It's the end. You don't have to go any further. Because again, 
This person's on the fucking phone. You can hang up. And then when he said that he lost friendships out of this ordeal. Why? Because he's a predator. I had to walk away because I was like, go fuck yourself. What do you think she's going through? I am so angry. You think back to that girl who lost her fucking scholarship. Who literally didn't get the future that was meant for her because you sexually assaulted her at her place of employment. I will just say, my rape happened 20 years ago. I am still fully affected by that. I wasn't even completely raped, just sexually assaulted. And I still think about it often. And I'm fucking 35. (laughs) I'm married. I have two children. I still think back to someone fingering me against my will and I still think about it and this girl at her place of business where she is getting paid to be there yes and I'm not paid enough not paid enough and I still I think about it often I still I think about I have daughters I think about as they grow older if they know that you can say no and you can say no loudly and you can walk away. Go for the eyes, go for the groin. Exactly. If I I I think often like did I ask for it? Did I make them think that it was okay somehow? I can't even fathom thinking that you as the predator in this situation where you are putting your hands on this child. He's a fucking grown man putting his hands on this teenage girl and thinking that he is the victim in all of this. And I am angry because he didn't serve any time. He yeah, didn't... because he was found not guilty. Right. Because he got away with it. And I don't care what you think. He is an adult in this situation and he could have said, I don't think this is right. But he didn't. Because if I... As a 35-year-old woman, if I got on a phone call and someone said, I need you to strip search this person. You're not going to just willingly just bat around some guy's testicles to look for drugs and money? No, I'm going to say, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> and I'm going to need you to come here as the police also, yourself. I don't want to touch some strange guy's dick and balls. I don't want to touch dick and balls in general. At least buy me a drink. Maybe nachos. We'll see. <laughs> Definitely nachos. I'm not touching any testicles without nachos. Did you say you're not going to drink any testicles without nachos? I'm not going to touch any testicles. I'm not that inebriated. I'll see. I'll see. I'll let you know. Okay. You edit this and find out if I said I'm not going to drink. my voice. (laughs) Drink. (laughs) Drink testicles. My voice is very noticeable. (laughs) But yeah. I, I just, I get so angry with this because none of these people are victims Except for the victims the themselves. Victims, yes. The girls being groped, the girls being sexually assaulted. There, I just, there is nothing that can prepare you for having someone touch your body against your will. We still have like three more pages. Okay, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna Let's stop drinking and I'm jump. gonna stop. Well, you, how much is left? So you have no choice but to stop drinking? <laughs> You can't hear that, but I have no choice but to stop drinking. Heather's going to drink the last. <laughs> Heather's going to drink the rest of it. I will. Let's jump back into the time machine because we're heading back to 2004 with Vic and Panama City. Panama. I wonder what the out- outfit he wore. 
he's discovered there's oh, three please, boots. I don't know. He's from Massachusetts and he's going to Florida. Okay, never mind. I was thinking of Buddy. <laughs> I could see Buddy with a Hawaiian shirt and cargo shorts. It is Florida. It's a vacation. <laughs> Just Florida. It's a destination. He's, <laughs> he's discovered there's three jails in the area where the suspect could possibly be working. At the second facility he goes to, just based on the overhead shot, the suspect is recognized as David Richard Stewart. Okay, I'm confused, though, because it was one, two, three, and they went one, three, and then they skipped the one in the middle. I don't know. I also don't know why he started with the one on the opposite direction. Because it was like one, two, three, and they went one, three, and skipped the one in the middle. I just, I'm fucking confused. bad in Florida. Maybe they missed their turn, and they're like, oh, we'll just go to the next one. I don't know. Maybe they were like, we'll go to this one, and then this one, and then we'll circle back. I don't know. Also, I'm really fucked up. Uh, David Richard Stewart, and not only does he work at the facility, he's working right now. And his name is David. David Richard Stewart. So Vic takes David, this part is just, Vic takes David to a room to interview him. I don't understand that logic. No, they should have kept it quiet. If you know this is the guy, why would you interview him in a place where he's comfortable why wouldn't you work with the local police to at least tail this guy, see if you can catch him in the act of making calls? Just something other than showing your cards right away. No, it was the dumbest thing ever. Why would you tell him you're there? So yeah, he doesn't admit guilt. Uh, Vic says it makes it sound like he commits guilt, or he admits guilt, but I just, I don't see it. Because he says, like, oh, it's finally over. But it's like, okay, is he talking about the interview? Is he saying, like, oh, I got caught? It's fine. Oh, it's finally over. Yeah. My day at work. (laughs) Now I get to do this shit instead. So it's not like he's going to make more calls. He now knows that you're on to him. It's just really stupid. Right. He's going to fucking pretend that nothing happened and it's going to go on like usual. Uh, Panama City gets a search warrant for his home, and as I suspected, dude was obsessed with being a police officer. Didn't they say his brother was also a cop? So I'm like, is it an older brother, and he wants to impress him? They no, found he was clearly ashamed that he was not capable. Good enough to be a cop. Right, he wasn't good enough to be a cop, and so he was upset. Just kind of like, there are so many criminals that have just been obsessed with being a police officer that they couldn't quite obtain it. And so they were just pretending to be one while they committed their crimes. They found dozens of applications for police department jobs. Which is embarrassing. Hundreds of police magazines. So embarrassing. Police-style uniforms, guns, and holsters. And they find a single prepaid calling card. But that doesn't really matter because the DA doesn't want to charge him with any sex crimes because he doesn't think the cases are serious enough to warrant that because he wasn't actually there where the crimes occurred. Which, again, doesn't fucking matter. If you hire a hitman, it doesn't matter that you're not in the state where you hired the hitman. You had someone commit the crime by extension. So Vic calls Buddy Stump to update him. Buddy's like fuck Panama City, and meets with his local district attorney's office to get a warrant issued for David Stewart. Okay, the last episode. I love that instead of putting David Stewart on a plane to extradite him to Kentucky, Buddy drives him. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's gotta be an awkward drive. He's just like, so, tell me about your family. So all the cops seem shocked that this guy was married and had five kids, but for someone who seems to want to control people so badly, 
it makes complete sense to me. Like, he does not run his own home. Five kids So he takes it out on lot. other people. Yeah, I just think he just takes it out on other people, which is speculation. It is so. not speculation because I fully believe 1,000% this man should have been convicted. <laughs> so he's charged with impersonating a police officer and solicitation of sodomy and faces up to 15 years in prison. I'm confused about the solicitation of sodomy because... Sodomy doesn't just mean anal. Okay. <laughs> Which is confusing. That's just what it's like, I guess what it is recognized as now. I don't know. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's very confusing be because when I think of sodomy, I think of anal, but... Um, it's also oral. Um, and I guess we should also oral say... Oral sodomy? <laughs> we should also say allegedly about anything further said about David Stewart. He can fucking sue my ass. Spoiler alert. Yeah, but then he'll try to sue me and I ain't got nothing. Okay, well, he can sue Kathleen because <laughs> she thinks he's guilty as fuck. His defense attorney, Steve Romines, is such a douche in this case... But I will give him credit for not only calling out Brianna Taylor's death and execution openly to the media, but he also represented Kenneth Walker, which was Brianna Taylor's boyfriend. Okay, but I'm just Steve would later be two sued. rights don't correct a wrong. Steve would later be sued by one of the cops, Jonathan Manningly. Mattingly, because Steve Romines perpetuates a false narrative about Taylor's death, causing Mattingly to suffer perpetual reputational harm and devastational emotional distress. Fuck you, you piece of shit. You murdered a woman. In her own home. You busted into the house, didn't announce yourself, so of course the boyfriend who owns a gun legally shoots at you, and then you murder his girlfriend, and then arrest him and try to blame him for it. Go fuck yourself. But I still can't be okay with this attorney because... I know he's a douche in this, but he also deserves credit for calling out cops. He's a, such a douche. <laughs> such a douche. David's bond is set at half a million dollars, which upsets Steve because David has no criminal record. And also, you can't rape someone over the phone. Bitch, you can pretend to be a police officer and threaten someone with arrest if they don't do what you say, which in this case is telling someone to rape another person. Like You can. If Manson can convince someone to murder <laughs> someone, why can you not? And he died in prison why for murder he, when he didn't murder anybody. Why can you not convince someone over the phone to rape someone on your behalf? Bond is it's later called reduced. Something. <laughs> <laughs> not being drunk bond is later reduced to a hundred thousand dollar which his family easily pays i would not spend that kind of money on someone i'd be like fuck you you got yourself into this mess you can get yourself out of this mess hundred thousand dollars would go a lot to helping your five children i would be like fuck you <laughs> Deborah- five kids fuck you deborah in georgia tries to sue taco bell for the assault she suffered from her manager i guess she wasn't willing to testify so the judge she couldn't because she was so distraught so the judge throws out her case on grounds that quote courts should not be used to propagate a culture of victimology slash entitlement that degrades the very sense of individual responsibility and hard work on which this great nation was founded the best lessons learned are usually the most expensive at tremendous expense the plaintiff hopefully will have will have learned to think for herself Okay, but can we say that 
When you say the most expensive, you mean at the cost of this girl's mental well-being? Yeah. Physical well-being? So just blaming her for it. Right. Because also, she should have known better The hard as work a child. on which this great nation was founded? What hard work? You remember how it was like built up on the backs of slaves? And Native <laughs> Americans that we stole land from? Okay. This great nation that is totally cool of victim blaming a young child who was sexually assaulted at her place of employment. Hey. Also, I hate the talking head who keeps popping in referring to it as a prank call. Like, I don't know. Calling it a prank call just doesn't feel right to me. Right. It's too light and airy. what actually happened. Because prank calls are fun and silly and not resulting in someone losing their entire future because they are destroyed. Louise sues McDonald's for $200 million for failing to protect her. Her grounds for the suit were, one, that McDonald's corporate headquarters were aware of the danger of a possible hoax because they had defended themselves against lawsuits over similar incidents at its restaurants in four other states, and two, that McDonald's had been subjected to similar hoaxes at least two years before the Mount Washington incident, and they had not taken appropriate action as directed by their own chief of security and as outlined in his memo to McDonald's upper management. Yikes. That's right. They knew it was happening, and they didn't fucking mention it. I think they sent out, like, a voicemail to stores, but... From what I heard, it didn't sound serious enough for people to really pay attention to. Yeah, that's kind of something that you would just mass email, call, and speak to people about. Or district managers, like, maybe coming out to -to face-to-face. Right, have a meeting. (laughs) So if you have any questions. Have a meeting. Hey, this is happening. And it really doesn't help McDonald's case when a private detective hired by them is charged with impersonating a police officer when he reportedly identified himself as a federal agent when he tried serving a subpoena to one of Louise's friends. He was also charged with assaulting a deputy sheriff and other crimes, which I have no idea what all those were about. Because he was a (laughs) fucking piece of shit. 48 hours before the trial was to begin, McDonald's finally handed over all their evidence of more than two dozen strip searches they knew about. Just doing everything they can to make themselves look bad. Boxes. They literally said they didn't know about it and then gave boxes of evidence. How the fuck are you going to say that you had no idea this was happening and then give boxes (laughs) of evidence? Not one box. Boxes. 16. 16 boxes of evidence about this happening they even had the maintenance guy testify louise against louise which none of that matters once the jury watches the three-hour video of the torture she went through being sexually assaulted (laughs) by this Um, man just the disgusting victim blaming they tried to pull especially from a company that like i feel promotes itself as family friendly and can afford the money think of the happy meals (laughs) literally has happy in the name (laughs) It's not happy. The civil trial began September 10th, 2007 and ended on October 5th with Louise being awarded $5 million in punitive damages and an additional $1.1 million in compensatory damages and expenses. I'm just making that word up. I don't know. That's actually the word. (laughs) According to Wikipedia, as of 2022, McDonald's has the sixth highest global brand valuation. So they're fine. Okay, but what's the number one brand? I don't know. Look it up. 
Not this minute. It's fine. No, no, no. Because then I'll forget. Is it Walmart? I bet it's Walmart. Apple. Oh, fuck Apple. <laughs> What's number two? Why are you doing this? <laughs> you want to take a guess for number two? Is it Walmart? No. Is it Amazon? That's three. Really? Mm-hmm. Apple, Google, Amazon, <sighs> Microsoft, Tencent. Oh, that's China. McDonald's, Visa, Facebook, Alibaba, and Louis Vuitton. Alibaba? Louis Vuitton? Is number 10. Wow. Uh, the part that really pisses me off is Donna Summer also sues McDonald's, asking for $50 million for failing to warn her about the previous hoaxes. She was successful and awarded $1 million in punitive damages and an additional 100000 for compensatory damages. I hate her. In November 2008, McDonald's was also ordered to pay $2.4 million in legal fees to both plaintiff's lawyers. November 20th, 2009, Kentucky Court of Appeals upheld the verdicts but reduced Donna's punitive damages to $400,000. McDonald's then appealed to the Kentucky Supreme Court, and while that was pending, Louise settled with McDonald's for $1.1 million and abandoned her claim for punitive damages. Fuck McDonald's. Fuck Donna Summers. No, because fuck Donna Summers. After the court's decision, they revised its manager training program to emphasize awareness of scam phone calls and protection of employees' rights. Still pays their employees shit, though. I mean, right now I feel like they couldn't pay me enough. I mean, I looked in this area and it was twelve twenty-five an hour. It's actually better than I expected. But still, at, no, that's so much work. Have still, you seen lines at McDonald's? That is just nonstop. Still, not quite enough. I feel like most places For you have to pay fifteen and billions. up. They are worth billions. You got to pay fifteen and up right now. It's twenty twenty two, almost twenty twenty three. People post COVID, fifteen should be the bare minimum. Exactly for like a high school student. Back to David Stewart. He hung out in Florida while he was out on bond until his trial in October 2006, and it seems like a pretty simple case. They trace the number to phone cards bought at the certain place at the certain time. They have video proof of him purchasing cards at said time and place. They find phone cards tied to some of the calls in his home. The calls originated from his area, and they all happened during times when he wouldn't have been at work. He's acquitted of all charges. The police later state that the call stopped after he was arrested. <laughs> Which kind of tells you something. You want to be mad, but then you just, like, remember jury suck. I mean, Because OJ, they're dumbass motherfuckers. <laughs> like, maybe if they had a voice recording of one of the calls, but I don't know. So, yeah, crazy story. Uh, I'd give the documentary three out of four stars. There was still quite a bit of facts I had to look up for myself. Wikipedia has a lot, and I will also post in the show notes a couple more articles I had to use. Could not find any updates on David Stewart, so... I hope he's dead. But the series hasn't really been out that long, so I'm sure eventually, like, a neighbor or a cousin or something will post we'll be his like, whereabouts. He's a dumb motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, the trial being in 2006, I'm sure people forgot about the story in him, so then once this gets more popular, maybe they'll be like, oh, here he is. Uh, I saw Buddy Stump went on to become a sheriff, and Victor Flaherty became chief of police of West Bridgewater, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. 
Uh, everyone else has just kind of stayed out of the public. I feel like all those girls deserve millions. Yes. And those men deserve prison time. Yes, 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 And yes. Donna Summers. Again, not the queen of disco. Is there anything else? I just, just um, hope Donna Summers has taken her last dance. Why, yes, I do. It's a song by Donna Summers. <laughs> I hope that all the people who did the sexual assault have enjoyed their miserable shitty lives (laughs) and know that anytime anyone thinks of them they think that they're a piece of shit because don't answer the phone unless you recognize the number you are not a victim it is absolutely not okay to ask your co-worker to strip naked and absolutely do not touch them unless they want you to no I'm just kidding. I'm just thinking of all the people who want to have sex with their coworkers. I don't know. I can't think of. Any I mean, I situation. was married to mine at the time. Does that count? Yes, <laughs> you can have sex with your coworker on site. No, not on site. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm just kidding. It never happened. Never, except in the back room. No, 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 no. no. It is such a fucked up story. I just, I wish that all these. Do we need to end the recording? Oh, this is, I thought you were going to give a fucked up story. I was like, do we need to end the recording? No, I was going to say this is such a fucked up story. I just wish that all these girls got like millions of dollars. Yes. I am angry that the girl from Taco Bell didn't get a lot of money. Like, Especially I, when it's these huge companies that can exactly. afford it. And it's a small piece of chain. I can understand. That's easy PR. Yeah. Like, oh, you were groped on our watch okay let me give you a million dollars so you can go back to school when you feel mentally prepared but instead let me just fuck up your fucking entire future because we sexually assaulted you at job like at job at job at job while you're being paid the bare minimum five dollars an hour Hmm. i'm just so angry (sighs) We have to find something less angry for next week. We have to, because do if we, need we don't... we to do, like, a Forensic Files, just something... <laughs> we have to do something low-key, because if we don't, I swear to God, I'm have a fucking heart attack. Because we already just got through the anger of Christmas. <laughs> and Christmas makes me so angry. I get so mad. <laughs> okay, we'll be back next week. Maybe. I don't know. We might need to, like... Please send bail money. Rage quit. <laughs> All right, goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Talk to Me. The opening music is by Twisterium. For comments or suggestions, we can be reached by email at talktomepod at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at talktomepod and find a link to our Facebook group in the show notes. Thank you.